Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies. So today we have a special guest with us. We are chatting with Larissa Petrini. She's an age reversal expert and epigenetic specialist known for turning back the clock 10 years. Um, Founder of Bodyology a proprietary system designed to help high-performing women reverse their age and sizzle with energy and confidence in their mid-life years. So we're going to get into all the fun stuff that she helps us all do, tons of accolades um, that you'll be able to read in the show notes too um, at universities, you know, high-level places all throughout the world, like Cornell University, all this fun stuff. And so I think this is exciting because I know we were chatting about it earlier, but I mean, who doesn't want to start aging backwards? I never thought I would get to that point when I was like young and in college. But now that I'm a 30, almost 37 year old mom of two, I'm ready for all the anti-aging things that I can learn. So thanks so much for (laughs) hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having me in the show. Uh, I must say, Erin, you look amazing. You really look great. So 37, it's a, it's a fun age. I like to say, uh, everything around the forties or even thirties and, uh, beyond is, uh, is definitely fun or could be fun if we know yeah. what to do. And if we approach the, the whole aging process uh, in a fun way, things are definitely available out there for us all. So, um, yeah, it's not even that difficult. We think it's, it's, there is a very complex code. And I like to share this with my clients always. The fact that the code is not that complex. It's true that we need to know what's good for us. And this is where epigenetics uh, kicks in. And this is my field of play. I like to intervene in a super personalized way. This is the reason why we created our own algorithm. We have our own app and we also use the most complex genetic report available right now worldwide. Um, if your listeners uh, would like to download our app, it's available for 48 hours. So you can play with the data and what type of um, uh, information we use in the epigenetic intervention plan. So, yeah. And I was also sharing with uh, Rachel earlier the fact that I am so passionate about these things. And I must also say there is a lot of noise yeah. Around aging and anti-aging. I personally prefer to avoid anti, this anti-word, uh, oh. and say slow aging or even, uh, uh, the same way you said, um, aging in reverse or aging backwards. That's definitely possible. And it's possible through what we call getting back a few years, up to 10 years. This is our actually promise uh, for each and every client. We give back a decade of vitality. And this has to do with uh, our biological age or my clients or our clients' biological age, not the chronological age. Obviously, we cannot change anything on the ID, but we can definitely change what's going on inside our body at the cellular level. That would be cool if you could change our age, but <laughs> yeah, to go back in time and, and, uh, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. And, but yeah, I, I love that you, uh, you corrected me with the anti-aging because I think I've been, you know, I, like many other women have been so conditioned to, you know, anti-aging creams, anti-aging routines, anti-aging. And it's like, there's that fear that if you're aging, that there's like, it's bad, like there's something wrong with it and we should put a stop to it right away. Um, you know, but the reality is we're all aging. We're aging every single breath, every single minute of the day. So yeah, I, I, I thank you for correcting me on that because I, I too want to break that, um, stigma that anti, you know, like we can't be aging. Well, you, you can't, you can't not. <laughs> so yeah, 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 it's, uh, there are many things we can do there, but uh, saying that we fight aging, we, we, and even the, 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 this energy in which we imagine ourselves fighting, uh, the, the natural in the end process of aging, right? Because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to happen for everyone. Uh, we can slow it down for sure. And, uh, what I always say is the fact that what a plastic surgeon is doing is very different from what I help and support my clients do. So it's in or out beauty. It's definitely from the cellular level outside. 
it's nothing. Of course, the outcome is on the outside, but it's we start always from the from the inside. And uh, you you mentioned the uh, Rachel uh, procedures and and lotions and potions. And I must say, most if not all of my clients are so confused these days. Yeah, there are yeah. so many available in the market, so many protocols, so many routines, so many creams, so many supplements, and they when they come our way. The first word, and this is honestly the most used word uh, coming out of their mouth, is confusion. I'm confused. I'm confused about so many diets. I'm I'm confused about so many procedures, minimal invasive, non-invasive procedures, highly invasive procedures. Uh, Should I consider lifting, Botox, uh, hyaluronic acid, and so on? So what we basically do, we go through this uh, signature process. And, uh, uh, start from the, uh, the root cause. This is what we, we, we say. Uh, this is the difference between any other process or intervention plan available and what we do. We like to tackle or to uncover the root cause. And the root cause sometimes could be a potential inflammation or sensitivity to a certain food or maybe a food group. Sometimes we might be sensible to proteins, for example, or when it comes to skincare, because this is another very, very interesting pillar we uh, we build for our clients. Um, we literally, and I am known for ditching or helping my clients take on the side or throw away 90% of their products, their skincare products and hair care products and uh, everything they use uh, for, for their body, like body lotions. And replace them, first of all, with fewer products. We don't need 50 products for our face, body, and, and, and hair. We only knew, need a few high quality and definitely the ones good for us. Uh, sometimes for some women, collagen is good or hyaluronic acid is good. Some other times, what we actually need is vitamin C combined with hyaluronic acid. So, uh, even the, the formulas and the order in which they apply the products. So another thing I do with my clients is to ask them send over all their products with every single photo back and forth, because I also like to, to check the ingredients of those, um, uh, lotions, potions, everything they use. Generally, they 80% of the products they use are not good for them. <laughs> they are not useful. They spend their money spend effort and time on all those products and they are not i mean they they don't bring any uh, real value to themselves or to their skin so this is one thing i do i check the products ask them to 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 throw away what's not good and then replace with the right products for them and one thing i i i definitely want to mention uh, and this could be surprising for most of your listeners is the fact that the way our skin looks is in fact 70% food or related to what we eat. It's nutrition. So 70% is nutrition and what we have on our plate or at the end of the, of our fork, if you want. And only 30% is actually very much related to our routines or skincare routine and also some procedures. It doesn't mean we don't pay attention to them. It doesn't mean we don't take into account for example, microneedling or maybe some lasers at some point, if we want to, it's not even necessary. Some women want to go that avenue. My job as an expert is to tell them pros and cons. And at the end of the day, it's definitely their call. But what I insist on, and this is something that I do for many years, we start with what's on the plate. And again, 70% is is an interesting percentage because you could spend a lot of money and also spend time with those routines and apply expensive lotions and potions on your skin and have no results. Even though what you see in the in the commercial is use this cream and then you will get rid of all the wrinkles, right? So many promises out there. So we start with what's on the plate. And if you want, we can we can I, I can start explaining what's going on and which foods are actually uh have a higher potential to damage our gut because beauty starts in the gut. And yeah. then also which foods we can start adding if we don't use them already so that we will get 
that glow everyone wants, right? Our our uh, brand signature is keep glowing. I I like that so much because it's I I truly believe there is even if we feel tired and our skin might look dull and 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 dry, there is so much potential just by changing what we what we have on the plate or what we we put on the plate. Yes, I mean so, so much. That, it's so true because, like you said, I mean when we're using words like the lotion and potion, and I love that you mentioned the potion because we think it's going to, you know, it's a magic elixir that if we do the things, we'll get the results. But you know, how true is it that everything starts within? You know, and especially what we feed ourselves are are we, you know, fueling our bodies with you know whole, healthy, real foods versus we got to look at what we're putting on that plate. Um, you know, I, I, I love that you, you take that approach instead of just putting a bandaid on things and thinking it's going to heal, but we heal ourselves from the inside out. Yeah. I, I, I love that you bring this forth because there's so many others out there that will just tell you to buy the next cream or do the next trend or whatever that is. But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the nutritional aspect of it. Like, what is it that, you know, we can look at these foods that are best suited for our, our gut and our cellular level and the regrowth and the regeneration so that we can start aging backwards in a way that also we just have so much vitality and energy inside. Yeah, you, you mentioned something very important. Uh, and this has to do with uh, dealing with things, if I can uh, say it like that. The, the other way around, I like to, to, to say it like, like this. Um, so we treat the symptom or we try to, to tackle the symptom without actually solving the root cause. Mm. And from my perspective, when you apply a cream without having a look at your plate, this is what we do or you do. You just tackle the symptom, uh, hoping that things will actually change. And again, 70%, it's, it's not a small percentage and it, it has to do with our gut. And our gut, and this is not only for the skin, this is for our overall health, is literally the control center for our entire body. Mm-hmm. Anything that goes wrong, if I can use this word, in the gut will cause symptoms all over our, our body. And it will absolutely show as problems on our face sooner or later. Sometimes the symptoms are not there right away. But for sure, in a matter of months, years, depending on, on each person and woman, we are not the same, um, they will show up uh, on our face. So in order to beat premature aging, as I like to, to, to call it, we need to take care of our gut first. And um, our gut is an amazing, and unfortunately, <laughs> we only study the gut for a few years. There are so many interesting things uh, related to our gut other than using or taking care or thinking about the gut uh, just around digestion and the fact that our gut is responsible for what we eat only. That's that's uh, the, the only job it has. So whatever we put inside our body will show up on our skin. And food can literally be our skin's medicine. Uh, and can also be for a period of time, if we don't take care of what's going on inside our skin's poison. Yeah. So eating the, ro- the wrong diet can create this premature aging on someone's skin in a very short period of time sometimes. And we said earlier, the fact that women are so confused about what to eat these days, what type of diet, is it keto, is it low carb, is it high protein, is it no protein? There are so many documentaries around on all or for all the camps, if you want, and we are confused for sure. And my answer to that is the right type of food is the one good for you. There are women, some of my clients deal well with carbohydrates, for example, they react well to carbohydrates. And we are talking here about complex carbohydrates. We are talking about whole cereals, uh, fruits, uh, certain veggies. We don't talk about added sugar. We don't talk about refined carbohydrates. Some others don't deal well. They, they, they don't process them well. The same with proteins. Some uh, some of my clients deal well or process well proteins. Some others don't. Or fats. For example, myself, I don't deal well with um, saturated fats. I need to pay attention to those and put them on the side and only take into account unsaturated fats. 
Now, going into more specifics, there are uh, there is a concept and uh, uh, something that we use a lot in the process. Uh, this is called face mapping. Uh, it's um, it's a very easy way for every single woman to actually look at their face in the mirror and understand what are the potential issues happening inside. Uh, and there are four types of faces. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, gluten face. The second one is dairy face. The third one is sugar face. And the fourth one is wine face or alcohol face. Now, before going into the specifics and how you can actually identify what type of face do you have or what type of issues you might have at the gut level, what what I, I would like to say is the fact that food intolerances are very, very important when it comes to skin and actually solving certain skin issues. Now, we don't need to have an official intolerance in order for a specific food to actually create changes at the skin level. So many foods can do this even in a, in a matter of a few days can actually, uh, we can actually experience certain symptoms. And this is the reason why I'm go, uh, I'm going to, to go through the four types of faces and also the most common, um, foods that are actually causing skin issues. Now, going a little bit back to food intolerances because all of our clients are going through this and they check whether or not there is a food sensitivity or intolerance. We discuss about this and they definitely take on the side what's problematic. 50% of the population, and this is a very interesting uh, statistic, suffer from a form of reaction to one or even more of the foods they eat in general. And they have no idea this is happening. So, Half of the population, they have a reaction. There are symptoms, but they have no idea, first of all, which foods and then why do they have that, those certain symptoms? And some of them go to a dermatologist. Some others go to a nutritionist or uh, to another type of uh, expertise or physician. And they are trying to literally tackle that without actually checking. This is a very simple thing uh, we can do. And it's either through a DNA test. Uh, like the one we use, or there are other specific tests for food intolerances. So this is one of the very easy strategies anyone can actually take into account. And I think, honestly, it's every woman's or every person's right to know whether or not they have this sensitivity. Now, I'm going to start with the gluten face. Can I start with the faces? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what kind of face I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what, what usually happens when I describe this, everyone picked, first of all, they imagine the, the symptoms and they look, literally take a, take a hand mirror and look into the mirror like, Oh my God, I have these specific symptoms. So I'm going to walk you through the symptoms. And then I will also explain a little bit more on, uh, or about wh why these specific foods are problematic. Okay. Now it doesn't mean we ditch them for good and forever. It's just that if we see those specific symptoms, my strong advice is to keep them in only 10, maximum 20% of the time, which means if we take the week uh, and we do a simple math, we can consume them twice a week. So we can have two meals with these specific uh, products so that, or uh, food, sorry, so that we will actually feel good. So the first one is gluten face. Which are the symptoms? Spots on the forehead, puffy cheeks, and also also puffy jaws. Mm. And in general, our face looks a little bit as if we gained weight, even though what we see on the scale is pretty much the same. It's just the face a little bit more puffy. There are two more. One is redness and or red spots on the cheeks. So this area specifically. And then we could also see some spots or darkened patches on the chin. So overall puffiness, cheeks and chin, and then also spots on the forehead. These are, these could be specific symptoms, um, and uh, could signal the fact that we have a certain sensitivity to gluten. Now, gluten in general, and not only gluten, I like to call three of these, uh, foods whites, sugar, dairy products, and 
white flour in general, but specifically with gluten. There are certain uh, issues with gluten because it's a pro-inflammatory food. Uh, and we leave, uh, the, I will just open a, a short uh, parenthesis here and, uh, and say the fact that we live in the age of inflammation. Millions of women literally have autoimmune condition and also million more are in this, what we call inflammation spectrum. Nearly 20% of women have a diagnosable, a diagnosable mental disorder. Depression is there are interesting studies showing the fact that there is a very strong link between inflammation. We are talking about chronic inflammation or so-called silent inflammation and depression. And depression is now believed to be an inflammatory condition. And it's, it's, uh, the, the type of information coming out from, from the latest studies is super interesting. And sadly, the number is increasing. Now, when our immune system, I will explain this just shortly. When our immune system is balanced, its inflammatory response will literally save our life. An imbalanced immune system will unfortunately affect every single cell in our body. Now, another interesting thing, and this has to do with weight gain and what we do in regards to diets and why we go and follow a certain diet and we don't lose weight, especially after a certain age. Anything that causes inflammation will in turn also uh, cause insulin resistance. And then anything that causes insulin resist resistance will cause inflammation. So there is a very, very strong link there. Now, chronic inflammation is, I uh, said earlier, the fact that it's also called silent inflammation. It's invisible. It's not the same type of inflammation you get when you cut your finger, for example. So it, it's this is inside our body and it doesn't hurt if I can put it like that. It's like um, a hidden smoldering fire created created by our immune system. And 80%, this is what what um, what studies are showing us, 80% of this chronic inflammation is actually triggered by bad food, consuming bad food, or the type of foods that are not nourishing. I, I would like to avoid this word, bad. Mm -hmm. I, 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 honestly, I don't believe there are bad and good foods. I only believe there are nourishing foods and less nourishing foods or not at all nourishing foods. So sugar is on the list. Processed foods are on the list. Inflammatory fats. Stress is a contributor as well. Toxins, food allergens an overgrowth of bed bugs in our gut. So mm -hmm. there are the, the list is uh, the list is interesting. Now going back to gluten because gluten is a pro-inflammatory type of food is on the list as well and white flour in general. It doesn't mean we cannot consume wild rice, it doesn't mean we cannot consume red rice or black rice or quinoa. There are lots of uh, whole uh, grains we can actually consume. Uh, and simply avoid the, the ones that are problematic for ourselves. So going back to gluten, what is interesting about gluten is the fact that, uh, this is a protein found in food, generally containing wheat, but not only wheat. There are some other related grains, such as barley and also rye. Uh, oats, for example, this is a question I, I, I receive over and over. How about oats? Because oats should be healthy. And we, yeah. we should consume them or we are allowed to consume them. Of course we can, and, uh, uh, but they still contain, uh, gluten. So we need to, 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 uh, remember that. So oats don't contain gluten themselves, but they contain a similar protein. This is called avenin, which some people can be equally sensitive to. And in the scheme of things, uh, gluten is, is a fairly new addition to our diets, uh, like 10,000 years ago. And we are around for 2.5 million years. So if we think it like that, like 2.5 million years versus 10,000 years, it's, it's actually a, a recent addition. So, uh, what we can do in regards to, in regards to gluten, if we, um, we, uh, see those specific symptoms we talked about, we have a look in the mirror, we see the symptoms. Uh, the first thing we can do is to 
to only consume gluten twice a week. Again, there are so many other options we have. Uh, we only need to avoid barley, rye, wheat, oats, spelt, and kamut. These are the ones. Uh, what I usually say to my clients is the fact that it's easier to actually remember the ones that do not contain gluten than to remember the, the whole list with those containing gluten. So what we can have, we can have buckwheat, we can have brown or wild rice, we can also have quinoa, we can also have amaranth, teff, and mille. In my case, or for me, it's e easier to only be, uh, be focused on, on consuming brown and wild rice and uh, quinoa. Mm -hmm. These are the, the grains, uh, the grains I usually pick. It's easy to remember. I, uh, I only consume those. You said um, brown or white rice? Wild, 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 wild. Yeah. So it's not processed. It's not white. It's yeah. wild. W-I-L-D. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Now, the second one is dairy face. Now, dairy face is usually uh, signaled by our skin. Uh, th there are several symptoms. The, the first one and the most common one, I should say, are swollen eyelids. Uh, the, the, the next one is under, under eye bags. So if we have puffy and swollen eyes in general, this is a signal for us to pay attention to what's going on at the gut level and specifically around those meals in which we consume a lot of dairy products, whether it's milk or it's cheese or what's there. There are certain dairy products that are less problematic. And I'm going to list them because it, again, it doesn't mean we don't ever touch or consume anything like no yogurt, no cheese, no this, no that. It's just about reducing the quantities and uh, being focused on the ones that are actually less problematic. Uh, darkness under the eyes. If anyone experience that, that's another uh, sign, another symptom signaling a potential issue with dairy products. Um, acne and widespread spots, especially in the jaw area. It's another sign for us having a, a specific sensitivity to dairy products. And then also spots around the chin area. This is very similar with gluten. Um, so I would, um, I usually, when I have a look at my, my client's face, it's very interesting because the first time we have our first call, I do the face mapping and I can, I can tell them right away what are the, uh, from my perspective before going into the genetic testing, what are the potential issues there? So swollen eyelids and under bag, uh, under eye bags and the darkness under the eyes are and acne. Acne is very much linked with that. And the reason for that is very simple. Uh, dairy products are also a pro-inflammatory food and they, uh, they also promote uh, mucus in the body. This is the reason why when we go to the dentist and there is a serious uh, uh, intervention for our uh, teeth, the first thing the, the physician is telling us is to avoid milk for the next 24 hours. I hope this is the case in US. It's definitely the case in Europe. So yeah. this, is, this is what the dentist is saying. Please avoid uh, anything uh, like dairy products and specifically, uh, specifically milk. Now, there are two main substances in dairy that we might react to. We uh, generally associate the consumption of dairy products with lactose, with the idea of being lactose intolerant. And it's not just that. So lactose is um, uh, is the, the the sugar in milk, and it's indeed one of the most common food intolerances in the world, particularly in the Asia uh, in the Asian population. Uh, and it develops because we, as we age, we lose the enzymes that allow us to digest lactose efficiently. Now, the other potential issue we might have with dairy products is our sensitivity to the proteins in milk. And this is something that we don't talk about enough, unfortunately. We only talk about lactose and being lactose in intolerant. And if we are intolerant, then we ditch the dairy products and that's it. Um, for those who are not lactose intolerant, again, they might be sensitive to the protein in milk. And the inflammatory symptoms might actually still be there and we, we don't know why. So uh, what's going on and why this very strong link between consuming dairy products and those specific symptoms like swollen eyelids and uh, under bag, uh, under eye bag 
bags and um, and also acne. The moment we consume, not the moment, but especially for those who are who love uh, and lots of people are in love with cheese, right? And yogurt and and sometimes milk. Why not? Uh, when we consume this type of this type of products, um, we also or our body, if there is a sensitivity, suffer what is called fluid retention, and also sometimes fatigue. We might we might feel tired and fatigued, and we we think it's because of the type of the quality of sleep we had overnight, or maybe we are just tired because we have so we had so many many, many things to deal with. And sometimes it's just a, a certain reaction to a certain food. So fluid retention, fatigue is, is another symptom. And then also mood swings. Mood swings are very much linked with dairy products. Bloating, especially for those who are lactose intolerant, bloating, and this is the case for gluten as well. Um, if we feel like we are constantly or in most of our, mo- most of the time bloated, or constipation is a, is another potential outcome. These are very much linked with um, with uh, our sensitivity to either gluten or dairy products. So this is uh, this is with uh, with dairy. There are so many other reasons why consuming dairy product. Not there are at least two main reasons. The list is obviously long. Um, one of them is uh, the fact that, and this is specifically for us women, dairy causes uh, hormonal ch- changes in our body, particularly uh, particularly rise, uh, rising or elevating the insulin and also estrogen imbalance. And they usually show up on our skin as a fluid retention. That's why we experience the swollen eyelids or the spots around the, the chin. These, these are also uh, very much linked with hormonal or specific hormonal changes. So this is uh, this is with uh, with dairy. Uh, now, what we can actually take into account, because I promise there are some some specific products we can actually consume. It's not like we ditch every single dairy product. We can take into account Greek yogurt. We can definitely consume Greek yogurt, uh, also because it's uh, it's uh, almost lactose free, and it's uh, there are some uh, some other um, components that are very healthy for our body. So. Greek yogurt is one of them. Hard cheese is another type of cheese we can actually consume. By hard cheese, I mean either cheddar cheese, but not the type of cheddar cheese you would put on 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 yeah. the <laughs> on That's the hamburger. Craft singles. Yeah, yeah, it's the one that is literally very hard, and it's um, it needs a uh, knife to cut it, and not the deli. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, parmesan is another uh, type of hard cheese that we can actually consume. So these are butter is also safe. Um, creme fraiche is also good. So these are these contain less. Uh, or even no lactose, and uh, also uh, for those who are who might be sensitive to to proteins, they are safe. So we can we can have them definitely. There are so many other options because uh, one of the reactions I um, I, I heard is um, uh, is around uh, calcium. Oh my God! If I'm not gonna consume cheese or or you know, drink yogurt or or kefir or anything like that. Uh, how I'm gonna actually take in the, the the right amount of calcium? Fish is rich in calcium, uh, is especially the the type of fish with soft bones. Uh, so this is uh, one on the list. Uh, specific veg- veggies such as broccoli, bok choy, cabbage, uh, kale, uh, watercress. They are super rich in calcium. Certain legumes or or pulses such as chickpea kidney beans lentils are also very good uh specific grains uh some of them i already mentioned amaranth is an excellent grain um brown rice quinoa as well uh and the nuts and seeds such as almonds brazil nuts sesame seeds sunflower seeds and uh, from fruits figs are excellent source for calcium for calcium and then uh, rhubarb. So these are just a few examples. Yeah. Now, 
the next one is alcohol phase. So we have two more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm taking so many notes here and I'm thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, I got to go like clean out my fridge and my pantry here. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This is yeah. what they usually, what, what my clients are usually doing. They, they go and they simply are like, oh my God. I, I always say, instead of actually focusing on this is not good or this is uh, causing me this and that, I think a better approach would be for us to be focused on how many options we have. There are so many legumes, so many types of fish, so many fruits available, nuts and seeds. Uh, so sky is the limit when it comes to this food group. So we can definitely, and no one says you should ditch an entire food group. It's just about gluten. It's not about it. I, I never said you should ditch proteins. Okay. Dairy products is one conversation, but then you can have fish, you can have seafood, you can have clean meat. Um, so there are other options, uh, eggs as well. You can actually consume lots of other proteins or, uh, fruits and veggies rich in calcium. So let's talk about wine face. Wine face or alcohol face, the symptoms are the following. Pronounced lines or spots between the brows. And generally they are vertical. The vertical lines between the brows. This is something specific to alcohol. Droopy eyelids are also specific to alcohols to alcohol consumption or to wine consumption if uh, wine is is the first uh, first type of beverage we we like to consume um also pronounced fine lines and wrinkles under the eyes so generally for someone who has super wrinkly eyes specifically under and the the skin generally looks dehydrated Overall, this is a, a symptom. Of course, there are many other causes for, for getting a dehydrated skin. It's not the only thing. It just, um, it's just interesting to have a look specifically for those people who like to drink a glass of wine. And again, it's, it's not forbidden. It's just to become aware of the symptoms and do something about it. Uh, visibly enlarged pores. This is another type of symptom specific for alcohol face or wine face. A general reddish skin tone. And then the last one, uh, deep nasolabial folds. These are the folds from here. So when we, when we, when we see deep folds here, that's another uh, potential um, cause uh, or symptom, sorry, that has to do with, uh, with wine consumption or alcohol consumption. Now, alcohol in general, I know women generally like to drink wine. So that's why I, <laughs> I say wine and not necessarily alcohol because it's, it's uh, generally, uh, wine, whether it's uh, rose, whether it's red wine, it's definitely wine. We like that. I like red wine as well. So what's going on with alcohol? Alcohol generally dehydrates the skin and it's not only alcohol, coffee as well. This is the reason why for every single cup of coffee, we should add two cups of water. And for every single glass of wine or glass of alcohol, we should add two cups of water because both coffee and alcohol steal, if I can put it like that, water from our body. So they have this uh, somehow uh, steal the water from our body. And the, the result is just us having a dehydrated skin overall and feeling dehydrated in general. Hangover is what is a, is a, serious dehydration state yeah this is the reason why we feel like drinking a gallon of water because we <sighs> our body needs to put that water back right so there are ways in which we can actually uh, consume wine and i will mention a few and then i will move to sugar face and that's uh, that's all that's the last one um, and it's very interesting with sugar as well so alcohol or wine free days and again, we can move to having that for two, maximum three days during the week and then have some free alcohol days so that our body has the chance to clean uh, itself and to clean the system, if I can say it like that. Uh, the next one is to choose the purest alcohol possible. I would try drinks that contain gluten. For example, beer. Beer is uh, is one of the common ones. And sometimes um, um, certain types of whiskey also contain gluten because they are, they are made with grains or from grains. So I would put those on the side and take into account, uh, take, take into account other cleaner beverages, um, such as ideally organic wine. Everything 
cold cocktail, generally cold cocktail, is also pretty dangerous. And it's dangerous because it's uh, not dangerous, but damaging because there is sugar, the, the, the risk um, of actually consuming not only alcohol, but also lots of sugar uh, from those specific syrups is, is higher. Drink lot of, lots of water. So this is hydration, hydration, hydration is definitely important so that we can put back the, the water uh, that's coming out with alcohol. And um, another one is to, if, um, if uh, of course, it's a matter of preference. And in my case, for example, this uh, specific advice doesn't work because I don't necessarily like uh, white uh, wine. I like the red one. So... Um, Choosing red over white is preferably. So red wine uh, is better because red wine contains more magnesium, more antioxidants, more polyphenols, uh, and then resveratrol, which is good for the skin. Uh, it doesn't mean we start drinking wine just to get resveratrol for the skin, <laughs> right? It, it just means if we can choose the red one, it's it's definitely good. So this is definitely something that uh, applies to to me as well because I like the red wine uh, and organic. Definitely, it's something that I already mentioned. Now, sugar face. I I, uh, I put sugar on the list, uh, the last one on purpose <laughs> because it's interesting. And uh, uh, what I experienced with my clients uh, generally, sugar face is the most common one, and the second one I would say is gluten. So I will be very very curious to 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 see if you recognize some of the following symptoms so the first one is lines and wrinkles on the upper forehead and these are horizontal lines and wrinkles so this is the first one the second one sagging under the eye sagging skin under the eyes so sagging not necessarily dry dry is for alcohol sagging is more about or has to do more with sugar Spots all over the face, particularly, they are called pustular. Are you familiar with this word? <laughs> with pustular? No. Yeah, I think those are like the little, like, they're not like pimples, but they're like white. Yeah, kind exactly. Of, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The skin is also overall thinner. You, you, you perceive it as being thinner. This is another symptom. And then the last one is dark grayish or pasty white hue to the skin overall the grayish look the the gaunt look on the face if you want so this is uh, this is the sugar face and sugar as we know it's present in so many foods and specifically in products anything with a barcode um has the potential to i would say 90 percent of of the products we buy from from the supermarket they contain sugar in one form or another. And the purpose is definitely not to uh, become an encyclopedia and understand all those uh, specific, um, uh, specific words or how sugar is hidden on the, on the label. The purpose is definitely to be more focused on consuming whole foods and avoiding as much as possible processed foods. So there are lots of ways we can uh, we can do this, and um, I think the the best way to to actually close this is to make a list or to to give us examples of certain foods that are actually promoting the glow, if I can say it like that, and they they literally help us slow the process of aging. Uh, and I w- I will start with fish, specifically fatty fish. This is probably my favorite one. Healthy fats in general, fish is just one of them. Avocado is another great example. And we want to incorporate fatty fish specifically for omega-3 acids, fatty acids. They are called um, by the book like that. So omega-3 fatty acids are the ones that we are interested in. And they are literally helping us or helping our skin become thicker, supple, moisturized, it's way more helpful than any other cream, lotion, or potion. <laughs> so incorporating fatty fish is uh, uh, one of the simple strategies we can take into account. They also reduce inflammation in our body. They also contain lots of vitamin E, which is great for the skin. Uh, this is one of the most important uh, antioxidants for the skin, I should say. 
Um, they also provide uh, our body and our skin specifically with zinc. This is a mineral vital for um, not only for fighting inflammation, but, but also for production, for the production of new skin cells. So this is, uh, this is one. Um, avocado is great also for the, uh, to, to fight the, specifically during summer, but not only obviously, um, UV damage to our skin. And we know, we already know the fact that this is causing wrinkles and there are other signs of a- aging coming from, uh, from, uh, uh, us being, uh, overly exposed to, to the sun. So avocado is another source of uh, vitamin E and, and it's incredible for, for us, uh, specifically during, uh, during some, uh, during summer. Another component, another vitamin, key vitamin for our skin we find in uh, avocado is vitamin C. And vitamin C, I'm sure we already know the fact that is essential for healthy skin. And it's, uh, especially when we take it from food, it's super valuable. It's way better than taking it as a supplement. The next one are walnuts. And walnuts are um, also, uh, somehow they're part of the same family. So everything I mentioned so far um, is pretty fat as a, as a food, but they are from the healthy fat family or healthy fats family. So walnuts are, um, are also great. And aside from vitamin E, they are also rich in selenium and selenium and zinc and selenium is uh, is one of the wonder minerals especially for us women for our specifically for our hormonal balance and especially in our 40s and beyond so consuming enough selenium is key and it looks like most women don't have enough selenium in their body so walnuts are there to to support this specific need sunflower seeds is an is the next one and my one of my favorite uh, probably uh, are sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. I don't know <laughs> if you if I you do. like them. Yeah, yeah. I, I can eat a sweet potato every single day. I love sweet same potatoes. here. Yeah, same here. So sweet potatoes are full in beta carotene, and this is an amazing so-called pro vitamin, and it's um, it's great for our uh, skin. It's great for our hair as well. And our hair is becoming thinner and thinner as we age, whether we like it or not. So the, the quality of, uh, of our hair is changing. So sweet potatoes are, are great for, uh, for, uh, for the skin. The next ones are red or yellow bell peppers. These are also great, rich in vitamin A. And, um, ideally we should, I, I consume them every single week. I also like uh, bell peppers. <laughs> so these are the next one on the list. Broccoli. Some listeners might say, oh, <laughs> the evergreen broccoli. We don't like broccoli. Broccoli is in fact amazing. And it's not only amazing for the skin and for the cells, it's amazing for our energy and vitality. It, it's an amazing food. And there are so many ways in which we can actually cook broccoli from cream soups to um, steam broccoli to certain i have uh, uh, a few recipes in mind if you want i can send you a few for the show notes notes oh that would be great yeah we'll include that in the show notes yeah yeah we can definitely consume broccoli in various ways in, in 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 such a way in which we don't perceive it as being boring and actually not yummy uh tomatoes rich in vitamin c these are great uh, a great source of vitamin C and also lutein and lycopene. Lycopene is great. is a great substance to actually fight and prevent uh, cancer even. Um, so this is the next one. And then the last one, and again, it's the last one on purpose, is dark chocolate. <laughs> it's not forbidden. <laughs> it's rich in uh, magnesium. It's great. Uh, and it doesn't need to be, we can pick uh, one that is, uh, is, it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. Uh, dark chocolate is definitely great for, 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 um, for ourselves and cocoa in general. So it's, uh, it's something that uh, for sure, uh, it will be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are, the 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 famous green teas on the list and red grapes are on the list because of uh, resveratrol or thanks to resveratrol so there are lots of mushrooms are on the list but the the first uh, and the most important from my perspective are these ones so 
as long as we make sure and generally this is what I, I observed in the last years in working with hundreds of women, they don't or we don't consume enough healthy fats. And we also don't consume enough proteins, unfortunately. And proteins are so important for our health, not only for weight loss, for the weight loss uh, process, but for our health in general. And the easiest way to assess how many proteins we need is to uh, see the number of pounds, to have uh, to step on the on the scale, see the number of pounds, and then uh, that's the exact number of grams we should consume per day in proteins so it's it's not even complicated yeah and, and uh, i think for many women we underrate the uh protein we tend to under eat and mm-hmm. we tend to swing more towards like the fats and the carbohydrates and um you know it's so important to have that balanced diet and and really looking at you know your macronutrients which are your protein carbs and fats which make up the total calories that mm-hmm. um your body needs per day and so calories are energy it's your fuel so uh there is no good or bad you know off off uh limits foods mm-hmm. when it comes to hitting those macronutrients so mm-hmm. yes ideally our body needs fats proteins carbs and you just gave us a whole ton of food list and and mm-hmm. ones that really um you know, will help nourish us from the inside out. And really, when we look at the foods, you know, you have calories to macronutrients to the micronutrients, and those micronutrients are your vitamins, your minerals, um, everything that is found within the foods that we eat. And so when we start picking those healthier, wise choices, we start to be, you know, feel better and, and performed at our optimal performance, uh, you know, from the inside out. And I think that's so important because like how we started this episode, everything that we desire starts within. And so we can't keep, uh, you know, looking to those uh, quick fixes that we go to our dermos or our med spas or, you know, the the beauty aisle in the stores. And we got to look within and start feeling our body with the whole real nutritious foods. And, um, you know, so in, in your experience, what would be like an ideal time frame to, you know, really stick with this new, uh, kind of overhaul when we look at nutrition for women to start to see some of these results. Like if, you know, you're not going to go a week and just eat some broccoli and, and uh, red bell peppers and instantly feel and look 10 years younger. So like what kind of is, so we can encourage women to really create those habits and pave the way for consistent uh, fuel from within. Mm-hmm. First of all, I would start small with small steps. And the reason for that is, uh, and especially if, uh, uh, if we start from, from, from a point where we don't really consume these foods or we only have them from time to time. So I would start by changing one meal a day. And this is a, it's a doable objective. One of the three meals or maybe one snack a day should be healthy or should be clean if I, or nourishing if, uh, if it's, uh, if it sounds better. So I would start with that uh, objective. Um, other than food, there are some other lifestyle factors that are important. Sleep is vital, literally vital. It wasn't the topic for today, but sleep is one of the topics I, I talk about a lot. And the reason for that is the fact that there are, especially for our hormonal system, there are certain hormones released by our body at a certain, certain times. And this is happening during the night. So if we miss those prime time hours, as I like to call them, human growth hormone, melatonin, there are certain hormones we actually miss. So we should pay attention to hydration, to the level of hydration, to the quality of our sleep, spending time outside, being exposed to natural light and taking those, we don't need 10K steps, even five or seven K steps are enough, but we need to do that. And the reason is the same it has to do with our hormonal system. Our body start producing serotonin. Uh, we also start sleeping better when we do that, and so on. so everything is intertwined. Now, if we pay attention to all these health factors, or he- healthy factors, or lifestyle factors, we can literally see results. And this is, of course, we are very different. We are not the same. And some women might experience results in two weeks, and some other women's maybe in two or three months. So I would say it's a matter of weeks, not necessarily months, if everything is pretty much in place. We take the steps, we sleep properly, we uh, hydrate ourselves, and also our, our level of stress is not 
super elevated and uh, skyrocketing. So there are other components or, or pieces in the puzzle that are important. But we can literally see results in, in, in a matter of weeks if we, uh, again, and we don't need to change everything at once. Because it's some might be overwhelming for, for our brain, first of all. We also need to have the right mindset in place. And this is a new way of living. It's not a quick fix. It's something we want to change for, for a medium to long term, uh, period. It's not, uh, it's not, it's definitely not working like a cream or lotion. It's, it's a lifestyle and a way of actually nourishing ourselves better and uh, eating uh, and, and living differently. Yeah. And that, that's actually, you know, what we're all about. I mean, uh, from, from even my online work, it's just really about getting, getting, you know, finding everything within and like your confidence comes from within your, your health and nutrition comes from within your, uh, you know, just those beliefs, those, uh, everything that we desire outside externally will not be, um, sufficient enough if we haven't really harnessed what's inside and getting to the root of the issues that we're, we're longing for, for that correction. Um, and so no, this is a hundred percent like right, right on with everything that we, um, you know, what our podcast and what our listeners are looking for is that, yeah, there is no quick fixes and things don't happen overnight. But more importantly, I think that we have to focus on not looking in the visual to see the results, but yet being in tune with who you are and like, you know, recognizing like, okay, maybe I don't visually look, you know, one year younger, 10 years younger, whatever it is, but yet energetically, how are you feeling? How is your sleep? And so when we talk about sleep, it's really about the quality of sleep. So now you, you know, we don't have time to jump into um, all the sleep, but you know, really is the um, allowing your your sleep to go through the sleep cycles. And that's where everything kind of comes from. Within. Mm-hmm. So we might say we're getting, you know, four hours of sound sleep, but that's really not sufficient. Or you can say I'm getting the average eight hours of sleep. But if you're constantly being interrupted and awakened, you, you know, you didn't get quality sleep. So you allow your body to really um, process and do the work because that's kind of where like the magic happens, right? When we're when we're sleeping, our body takes care of what it needs. To Unless do. you have babies. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, these are just periods of seasons and times that we go through. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's not it forever. So whenever we find ourselves in these situations, it's like this too shall pass, you know, this, this this will just be over in a in you know x time but control what you can control right. given the time that you do have so i mean everything that you have provided today has just been incredible so much value i mean this is probably yeah. the one episode where aaron and i have pages of notes and you over delivered so thank you larissa this is thank just you so much incredible and um you know we're, we're we of course are going to include the show notes and uh your broccoli recipe guide yeah. whatever you said because i mean i'm not i like broccoli but only sometimes because it could get really boring and then, you know, you're picking at it in your teeth and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's not really fun, but yeah. So can you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and, and follow along and, and, um, you know, just really learn about the, the inner beauty and get that glow that we long desire and knowing that, you know, just to reach out and follow along with all the work that you're doing. And, and for those, you know, I, I think we, we may have covered so many things, but I just do want to mention that Larissa is working, uh, she currently works with celebrities and physicians from Switzerland, Netherlands, and the US and shares her knowledge as a contributor for Harper's Bazaar, L, Forbes, and Shape magazines. So Larissa knows her stuff. And if you haven't, uh, can't tell from this, um, near hour long episode, she is just filled with so much knowledge and experience. And if you can't also tell from, I mean, we're seeing her, she is passionate. She is glowing. She is lit up every time she talks about all the stuff that she's doing. So she is the walking example of everything that she does she, not have gluten face. No, <laughs> she, she has a, a gorgeous face. She has who perfect is, face. Right. But this again, because she's, she's the example of what she's sharing on this episode. And, um, I mean, we're, I, I'm, I'm just beyond grateful for you to, to be here and to share all that. So thank you again. So thank obviously you. Thank my you so long-winded much. gratitude here, <laughs> let's talk about the links and how people can find you. Okay. So, um, the first thing I would invite everyone is to, to go to 10yearsback.com and download the there is a free resource with uh, simple age reversal hacks they can download um and then on keepglowing.com 
uh, that's the place where we announce uh, our free master classes. Uh, the next one is going to be on skin, by the way. So this is the place where uh, they can uh, they can uh, secure their free seat. And then obviously on Instagram and uh, and Facebook, where I share uh, constantly um, posts about sleep, skin, weight loss, also mindset, self-care mindset specifically, because that's usually the root cause of actually not showing up for ourselves. We pretty much know the information and we know what needs to be done. It's just that we, we don't necessarily implement. So these are the, the places where I can be found. Wow. Love yeah. it. Love it. And we're, we're definitely going to put all that in the show notes. So you guys, um, we love to hear from you guys because this has just been incredible again. So um, any questions or any of that stuff, please do reach out to Larissa. And uh, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you so much listening to our podcast. If you love what you've been hearing from us and looking forward to future content, make sure you take a few minutes to subscribe like our podcast and review the Confident Woman podcast. We appreciate it so, so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.